Hey guys, Nick Stilwell here, co-owner of Run and Gun Adventures. We're coming to you live from Run and Gun Lodge. This will be our very first podcast and we're very excited. We're going to recap our hunting season. We're going to talk about what's new, maybe even give some fishing tips, maybe some reports. After listening to the Duck South podcast, it really hit home the target as outfitters and guides we have on our backs. This is what really motivated me to start our very own podcast at Run and Gun Adventures, mainly to educate and connect with the everyday outdoorsmen. There are tons of people out there that have supported us, and there's no doubt we wouldn't be here today without them. But that being said, there are many out there who do not want to see guides and outfitters succeed. We plan on giving up-to-date reports, techniques, real-time prairie updates and hunting season, But most of all, we hope through these podcasts, you, the listeners, really get to know our team. Because I can promise you, we have a hell of a team. Today's podcast will focus on recapping the 2019-2020 waterfowl season. And it was a pretty good one. I have Caleb Rush, Fletcher Fieldman, and the one and only Daniel Kabeca in the studio today. So, we're going to start with waterfowl season, and you got the... Three top dogs in here. Caleb and Fletcher are two head guides. These two are the ones who helped us grow from three full-time guides to eight overnight. Not to mention we're sitting in a 12,000-square-foot lodge, many thanks to them. Caleb and Fletcher are some of the best waterfowl and fishing guides in the nation. So, of course, when we start planning our next season, they're going to be involved. For most, when duck season ends, they get to hang it up. But... For Daniel and me, the work never ends. So this is a time of year when we sit down and go over last season and start the game planning for next. And you as a listener get to be involved. Hey, Fletcher, let's talk about teal season. Let's let's talk about it. Um, this teal season definitely was kind of a, a curveball compared to what we're used to. Um, it was definitely a lot, a lot tougher than other seasons. We had one small front before the season started. And uh, that's pretty much what brought the majority of our birds down. We had that full um, moon too, right? And we had the we had the big full moon. Um, it, it was a tough migration down here. Uh, generally, in teal season, we're able to really, really take advantage of all our uh, rice farms in in the in the prairie up kind of inland from the coast. Um, this year, we were still able to get it done. We had to. I mean, every guide had to sit there and and scout harder every single day, um, kind of hunt hunt smaller con- concentrations of birds, and we're used to hunting and, and you know, sit there and try to to get through that September, the, the 15 days we had. Um, what, what happened with the rice farms, just so they know what you're, you're talking about, how we had a lack of rice this well, year? Well, there's, the, there's been a big lack of rice. Um, we're growing a lot more seed rice compared to conventional rice, which the birds really favor the conventional rice more. Still, with having seed rice, though, you're flooding water and you're making, you know, you're making compounds in an ecosystem for birds to feed on. Uh, we we found the majority of our teal to actually be better on some of our properties closer down to the saltwater on the coast, which is a little bit different for us. Uh, we're used to really hammering our our rice fields inland. Um, again, with the the lack of rice this year, though, we were really killing them over just flooded flooded compounds that we made um, with natural food in them. Um, it felt like to me like we didn't even get our migration until after. We never that. got our I mean, migration. Our and then, of habitat was after, bad. It, it was, was good. Yeah, yeah. We had great habitat. We had all the food in place, which helped us out during big duck season when yeah. it finally came down. We were all able to get through teal season. Not the teal season any of us are used to, um, but we made it work. Everybody still killed birds. It wasn't wasn't the jam up season that you know we you weren't timing were, your limit. <laughs> right, right. You weren't sitting there, you know, getting back into the lodge at eight o'clock for breakfast. Um, but we everybody was killing birds. Everybody kept a good attitude, which I think is a a huge start to any season. You don't want to, you know, in September everybody to get in that mid-season lull where they're kind of tired or it is what it is. But uh, we, we all we were all able to get it done, still put on some really good productive hunts. We still had some great hunts, but it, it wasn't every single day all around the board like we're accustomed to. It was just different. It, it was different. It was 90 degrees. It, yeah, yeah. No fronts. Yeah. 
We had a lot of birds no, early, we, but that big full moon, it was like Saturday yeah, we morning. We got a lot Sunday of Sunday morning, early. they were gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they were gone. First five days were good. Yeah. And after that, it just kind of tapered down. And, I mean, there were still birds, but not limits every morning. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple mornings well, I was struggling. This year's chill season, we weren't fighting any uh, flooding like we had the previous two. Yeah. As well. You know, having everything ready and right. I think is what kind of helped us manage through this till season and still, you know, at the end of the day, look back at it and go, okay, well, wasn't the till season we all planned for, but it was still a successful one in the grand scheme of things. But it was because we had everything, you know, prepared and ready and right how we wanted it going into it. And all of us were kind of licking our chops before season started going, this is about to get epic. And, uh, well, we got the big water out. Remember yeah, last it was year? Yeah, kind of down to us, but it, it, we managed through it, and it was what it was. Or We were able to make it what it was because we had everything ready, had all the water out, and we didn't have the flooding that we had the last two years. So Yeah, I mean, we had everything, everything in line to still make it happen during the season. And uh, the, the best part about it, though, it wasn't a foreshadow of what was to come because we had a, I think we had a real good big duck season this year. Well, we we executed our plan. Remember last yeah. year at this time we were talking about what do we need to do for teal season? We need more big water, and I mean the habitat was there. It was frustrating, yeah. Yeah. you know, to see those ponds yeah. and not have the big wads of teal we're used to. But it made me feel better the last week when we could even hunt them. Yeah, they showed up, right, you know, right, and it is what it is. But yeah, no, we got through it. Um, shoot, we got through it, and uh, we did the best we could do. We still shot a lot of birds. And what do y'all think we're planning for next year for teal? I mean, what do we? I think you know this year we had a lot of the right, you know, everything in motion to go the right way, and we really saw it during our big duck season. Uh, Should I don't keep most of it the same. Just keep hope, most of it hope the Mother same. Mother Nature does her part. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was real happy with our habitat last I was year too. for teal. Especially compared to some years where we've dealt with the flooding and stuff. And, you know, we've lost crops or millet or whatever it is that we're doing or blown levees and lost water. I think last year was a really good, uh, real good outcome, what we did during the off season. And that's kind of what we do right now. I mean, we start yeah. talking about last season, recapping, getting our ideas. I mean, it was a long time ago. You kind of forget, yeah. but – uh, you got to go through that to plan for the next season, and that's kind of where we're at. Because for most of y'all who just hunt, it's for us, it's going to come a lot quicker. Right. I mean, we're starting. Well, like to- you and Daniel, y'all are. I mean, <laughs> right when it ends, y'all are already on to next year. You know what to do. And me and Caleb are lucky; we don't see all that side of it because we hop in a boat and start fishing every day, but. Um, you, you and Daniel, y'all get on it. I mean, right, right after season ends. Yeah, it's a full. Whether you're job. preparing, you know, those flooded ponds for farmers to put crops in, and then see what we got to do, you know, for the next season, or or working dirt, or figuring out where to put water or compounds for next season compared to this season. So it, it's always something going on here. Flowing well, too. It's like when everybody comes in, like what we're going through here in a couple of weeks, where we start forecasting out, you know when and, and how many hunts we're going to do which days or, or by the week you know last year I think that really helped I mean obviously it showed a lot more during big duck season but that's something that you know y'all two are just as important as that because you know y'all are the ones actually out there hunting every day seeing it scouting it looking at it and you know being able to really sit back and <clears throat> kind of this isn't just hey a guy's available let's book him and let's go there's a there's a strategy to when and, and how much we're, we're booking on these hunts each week, each month, so forth and so on that goes into it that, you know, a lot of people that are just, hey, we're a weekend hunt or hey, we're on this club or hey, we're doing this or that, that really gets probably not even thought about, uh, you know, whether it's we're making habitat for just till season, November or what, that y'all are, you know, everybody's disinterested as a part on that from Caleb and Fletcher to, you know, as well as the rest of the guys, you know, getting that feedback on, you know, this habitat's working, that habitat's not, uh, and really sitting down at the end of the season and talking about it and going over the notes throughout an entire season 
you know, so before, before those things are forgotten to try to improve for the next season. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a huge, huge job. I love teal season. It's like my favorite. I don't yeah. know. Y'all, I, I, I mean, love teal season. I don't know why. It's just because when they're here, it's, it, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's fun and you're big group fishing, big groups and early hunts, you know, and they're dumb. It's yeah. I mean, when they're here, you're killing yeah, them. You're killing them. It's, it's a fun time. And I think we have some of the best early teal season. Any, I don't know. I do too. I mean, it's pretty. We sit in, in the perfect area. Yeah, it's know. good. Well, you're getting to watch the whole prairie start to come alive and all that off-season work. Actually, you're getting to start to see some of the rewards from it. You know, That's one of the, not just the best parts. Open water and habitat is right. Yeah. You know, you get the first part of the season where you get to start reaping that reward or, or enjoying all that sweat from the summer from, you know, doing whatever work it is on the ponds or properties that we're doing that all of a sudden it's like, man, this feels good again, you know. Uh, you're getting to reap that reward and, you know, watch watch these birds come through that are, you know, obviously they're on their way to Mexico, even the big ducks that come through during till season, but it's just, you get to enjoy it, yeah. uh, you know. And I mean, too, we're doing these podcasts to help the everyday outdoorsmen, too. And this was a hard teal season. I mean, I was putting motion decoys. I mean, usually it's like throw three dozen decoys in a mojo and get your limit. But I was working for them. Uh, did y'all notice yeah. any tips oh, yeah. or anything no, y'all I mean, were doing? Just doing stuff outside the box that you generally don't have to yeah, do. I was throwing you know, big spreads. Season. You're throwing like late season big duck, you know, spreads to motion. You know, to Weren't they? They were kill. stale. Yeah, they were stale. I use a lot of motion this year. Yeah, swimmers, the flapper. Well, y'all were hunting yeah. the same. What were you? What were you using? Cake, up like on that. Wonder duck. I had a wonder duck. Oh, two wonder ducks. I had mojos. Call mornings a little rings. butt vibrators. That's throwing, crazy. Throwing That's crazy for teal, a lot teal season. Times in teal season. Teal season. Get away. Teal like that though. They always like yeah. it in teal season. Any yeah. kind of motion you put out there, teal always suck to it. Yeah. I mean. It's just always been like that. You no, know, something you don't have to do it, but if you do, it's you see it actually work. I started pulling my mojos later in teal season. I mean, seriously, uh, at the end of it, I did. At the end of it, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was pretty tough by the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, it was like we, had, we basically had the same birds. We're hunting the, the same whole birds. entire season. We never had a good push come down after. I mean, we had a push what a week before season started. We had yep. those birds the entire yeah, season, and that was it. That was it. A All bunch those, of adults too. A bunch of adults. Lots, yeah, <laughs> big birds. Big, yeah. yeah, big bachelor groups. And well, that being said, I mean, we made it through, and it wasn't the best teal season, but it was it was good. But uh, let's go into big duck season, and I'm gonna let Caleb kind of lead this. And I mean, just as an intro, November started off good. I mean, as big duck season overall, it was awesome compared to last year especially but i mean it was a good year all around uh but november, just especially november early. was damn up it wasn't the same it wasn't like a normal november i wouldn't say but it was definitely good kill different ducks we shot a ton of gadwalls this year which lots of gadwalls isn't normal like that our pintails didn't make it down so after the split uh gadwalls blue wings the teal were here the teal, our teal were yep. good our blue wings kind of rolled out early. We shot a lot of green wings all year. Started shooting a ton of green wings. A lot yeah. of green wings. If y'all remember, those big fronts were coming through. Yeah. I mean, it was cold in November. We were, what, our first freeze was like in the second week of duck season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, definitely helped. Uh, the gadwalls this year, I think, played a huge impact. They were here all year. Coastal property. We're not all used to that. And we've been saying, too, for the past we shot, well, four we shot, years, where's our gadwalls at? We shot more gadwalls <coughs> and widgeon and green wing teal this year than in the last, what? And, yep. Five, six years? Yep, yep. Then our pintails finally showed up after the split, and then we had them all the way till the end. It was, yeah. They liked the their big water. Were, yeah. Wherever they were they at, they were it. at. Yeah. Where you had them, you had them. Yeah. Um, that, it was fun when the pintails were down here because we get a lot of people um, from out of state during the late season that really want those trophy birds, people that had never killed pintails before, and we were able to, you know, they say, oh, we want pintails. We kind of smile and, 
we could but take him into spots. Even our big duck season, though, it kind of shadowed the teal. I mean, it, it did. Coast, coastal yeah. properties were better. Coastal for the properties were the better. Yeah, they were hot. The Except at the very end, though, wigeon grass. Yeah. The Natural first split, it was down the here on the coast. The first split, it was all on the coast. All our stuff right, you know, a couple miles from the salt water. January was pretty good on the prairie. January got good on the especially at some of those prairie properties up there. Um, well, your teal, we had all those teal, and they got up, got up on the prairie and joined up with the pintails. It's also when a few geese showed up. Yeah. 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 Well, if you um, remember, it was cold early, and then it yeah. went off hot. And it tapered yeah. off, yeah. Yeah. Mild got mild for three weeks, four weeks. But I mean, I remember like some of those hunts in November, uh, our college port property. Oh, me and Fletcher yeah. were on one. Yeah. I mean, that was smashing. It was awesome. I was like, this is as good as it gets. All just, just natural, you know, widgeon grass ponds and yeah, it was it was good. It was real good. Good first split. Real good first split. Good second split, just had to work harder for him. Yeah. Second split opened up real good, and then it, it, it wasn't easy with that it, it warm weather. Easy, no, we managed but, through. I mean, we had a lot of food and habitat, but. Uh, but, you know, running, having to run as much as we run, and to do it while, you're, you know, everybody's still averaging good bird numbers, I mean, it, it always kind of gets tough toward the end. Yeah, um, you really got to start. But doing you count stuff on January to bring cold count. weather. Yes, it's you like do. Yeah. you know, yeah. you got smart ducks. They're still, but when it turns off thirty degrees, they get stupid, yeah. and that just it, it didn't happen. Yeah, it was tough. It, it did, get but tough. we did good. And we did good. We came out. Yeah, our, I think our big duck season overall. Well, especially it was just it felt so good compared to last season. Oh yeah, um, last season was a kick. You know, in the last butt. season was a big kick in the butt. Um, so, I mean, this season, we I don't know. I think everybody, especially during big duck season, was able to really make it happen. Well, we hit that, yeah, on that lull that we hit because it got so warm and then, you know, still birds don't handle any pressure because they don't have to, you know. Right. And that's what really, you know, that, we that wasn't that little long. lull. That wasn't even very long. No. That, it, that was, what, a, a week no. and a half? There was, like, there was yeah, a three-week span where we didn't get a good front. But, I mean, the first half of that, the birds still acted right. The last week and a half, they got a little bit still. Yeah. Well, that's because we're able – we're only hunting our ponds every 10 days. Right. And that was also leading up to Christmas, one of the busier times. I mean, like, the club that I managed, when it turned off hot, it sucked. But, I mean, those guys hunt more than us, obviously. And, uh, you know, but – Y'all killed – Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about – no, we did, but it got tough how- then. We manage our duck. It, yeah. you know, it. Our ponds were seeing a lot of rest that got us through that. Right, right. You know. Well, yeah, we're talking like it was bad. I mean, we're talking about guys. You know, y'all still going shooting ten or fifteen ducks on a hunt. It just it slowed down from shooting fifteen to twenty five ducks a hunt. We're like, ah, oh, we're having to grind for them, grind for them. I mean, it. Yeah, it slowed down, but it wasn't. Yeah, but like, if you like tried to hunt that pond to- like twice a week, it would sh- like. Oh no! You, you just had to put a head, that, you just had to put a little it. bit more rot- uh, rotation on it, a little longer break on it before it went back in rotation. You just gave more of a break, spread it out more. Yeah, you just well, couldn't go really, and hunt it three times back, a week. When we hit that, what we're gonna call a lull on that back half of that warm up, you know what really helped us too is we kind of we had a that good handful of out of state groups in that were looking for various things. And so they wanted either ages, pintails, or they would go crane. We, you know, converted them over to a crane hunt in the morning, which then, you know, would leave some pressure, but yet they were still getting to pull the trigger. And so it kind of, you know, we kind of navigated through it because we had other options for them to go do that, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, when they said we, we hit it right too, but things just kind of worked out where, you know, a couple of those groups were like, we don't care as long as we shoot a pintail amount. We're like, oh, well, that's going to be easy. That's so like, pick, pick which one you want here. Yeah. <laughs> pick which one you want kind of deal. Well, you know, that allowed, you know, some of those those other pawns to rest a little more. Yeah. And then we, you know, we pushed it. You know, I think we didn't push, we offered it up and they took it up. 
hey, you know, y'all got your mount or pintail. Do y'all want to go shoot some cranes maybe? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And, you know, we moved a couple, you know, over to the crane hunts, and all of a sudden we were letting ponds that were resting seven to eight days get, you know, 12 to 15 days of rest. And then we came out of that. We got, yeah. we got, got that's, front, that's... and then it was like, Katie barred the door, and we were just back to. That's why we survived that time period. I mean, other outfitters and, I mean, friends, I'm not bad-mouthing, but it it was a tough time, and I run the Duck Club, and, I mean, the club was doing excellent the first split. Uh, We opened up strong, strong, and then the holidays hit, and they were just hammering it, and I'm like, it's all good. We're about to get into January, get some cold weather, get some new ducks. It'll be fine, you know. It'll handle the pressure, and. We just did not get the cold weather in January. It went stagnant. And, uh, you know, the club did not hold like our day hunting did. Not like I would like it to. But it's it, it's just Mother Nature. <laughs> so. Well, no, for sure. And, you know, talking back on the pintails, you know, the best thing is, you know, from what all the reports I'm hearing and the guys I'm talking to, I mean, it's pretty much a done deal that we're going to two pintails again next year, which is great for us. Yeah. You know. Because uh, we see so many pintails. It's hard for us to, you know, see why the limit drops down to one. But obviously, they're they're out there doing their job. They know. But uh, we. Yeah, but we winter so many of them. We winter so many of them down here. Just think on some (laughs) of those hunts during those, let's call it, throughout the entire season, especially the back half of it when we really, you know, got a big push of them. If you could have shot two pintails, oh, you you're know, your going from again. maybe you know twelve bird hunts to eighteen to twenty bird hunts without a doubt. If you, you're at two, which you know it, you know you're, you're converting that fifteen to twenty to a twenty to twenty five. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, with the snap of a finger, uh, you know. So there's a lot of that. That's one of the things I'm really you know, excited about, and looking forward to the next year. Is, you know. Obviously, it needs to become official, but it's all but official. Just going to two, and that's that's a bird. That's one of our primary birds that we sh- you know see and that we shoot, and that customers De- come to shoot. Definitely one you know? of our our primary yeah. primary birds. That's our there, bird. There's days I wish I could shoot six of them. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd no. be real nice. Yeah. <laughs> one time, but they either seem to do it right or not it used do it. To be at all. ten point duck. Yeah, you shoot ten of them. <laughs> We weren't around then. No. <laughs> no. It always seems to me, though, when Caleb, you or Fletcher may be able to this, but it either seems like those the Pintels either do it right and they love what you're offering or they want nothing to do with you. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, too. They're what, I think what I like about them the most, too, is how, I, to me, it's one of the coolest ducks to shoot. They can be really, really smart, and everything has to be perfect. And, and there, There's is, days when they just, just, give, it just up. give it up. Yeah. What's you, y'all's pin like? You can't. There's days you can't flare them. I mean, you're done with them. You're standing up. You're standing and, up in the spread, okay. and they're landing at your feet. But like, other I, than that, I run the club, and I hear a lot. Like, some people really struggle with pintails. They almost think it's a duck they cannot kill. Other than what, that, what's that, some there's, tactic? There's also what are y'all times, doing? There's times when you're having a hard time killing them, and you can move some stuff around, change stuff around, and you just do and it. And get enough. them to come in perfect. You but, do it enough, and. All of a sudden, you find something that starts clicking, and it starts clicking, and you But try they it like again. a big spread, right? Uh, it really depends on where you're at. Depends on I mean, but if you're throwing think, three or four dozen decoys, you're not you're on, in the game, right? If, if you're on big water, which most of the time the pintails like big water, and they get in herds, and they herd up. So if you're on big water with a big herd of pintails on it, yeah, you want to throw a big spread. How many are y'all throwing? I mean, what like what's your spread? When I'm on big water. For I'm pintails. Throwing, I'm throwing 10 to 12 duck decoys and i'm throwing maybe uh three to four dozen goose decoys in there with them the goose, goose decoy if you have if, if you got pintails where geese are which a lot of times that's where they are and you throw them to goose decoys it, it's it's a goose decoys goose decoys on floaters or if i'm in big open <laughs> you're laughing but you know um I no, you, you're all. No, you're right. Go, you're you right. Know what I'm talking. I know. Goose decoy, guys, these ducks are so used to seeing geese and being with it geese. Is, and it's, it's a confident decoy. It's a confident. And so, if you're on a pond where there's geese sitting too, and you go in there and throw two, three dozen goose decoys, well, shoot. There's been times. I mean, it, 
they, they don't think twice. And, and Nick's really taught me a lot about throwing goose decoys in a duck spread because when you have geese somewhere where you're hunting and they're using where you're hunting at, um, those ducks just, they feel so much more confident in the geese, um, in the goose decoys. No, I 100% and, and agree. Nick's always taught me, throw this goose spread in here and call loud because they're seeing the geese decoys. They know there's ducks in there because there's geese in there. And um, I think it's a numbers another, game with them, though. There's, there's another another thing, too, is always like a good good concealment. Oh, yeah. That's it, a must yeah. for pintails. Yeah. Just have a good hide. Even if your blind's kind of big, it doesn't matter. Just cover everybody up. Yeah. You don't yeah if no you don't movement. have the 10 to 12 dozen decoys throw, make your hide as, as best as you can make it. I, that's another big thing. The last big thing is hunt exactly where they've been. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to hunt on the opposite side of them try to pull them over to you. They're going to go where they want to go. Yeah. Hunt where you see them at. Yep, that's true. Well, and sometimes it's just not going to happen. I mean, there's times there's, y'all... Oh, it's just like fishing, too, you know. Sometimes they're just not going to bite. Well, yeah, but, I mean, sometimes you just need sun and you need the clouds to break and get some sun, whether it's in their eyes or on the decoys. But, I mean, heck, I can't remember the number of times texted y'all or any of the other guys this year. It's 8, 8, 30. And I got four. I got six. So I got two. And then at 9, 30, I get a text done. Sun yeah. came out. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, pintails are like that too. They're a light bird. They're they've always been a light bird. It's a I big mean, duck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I know, but I mean, it's like a mallard or there's a some goose. Big ducks, like like a widgeon and gadwall. A lot of them like fly early. I mean, so they'll come late every once in a while. But you know, you see a lot of them early down here on the coast. We do at least. Uh, but your pintails are gonna fly until ten. I mean, that's when you're gonna kill a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten thirty. When most people are ready to go, you're like, just, just wait. Just oh, give, yeah. Give it another 20 minutes. We're it's like a magical hour. Yeah. It, yeah. You'll notice, too, getting everybody to wait. Yeah, and you'll notice, too, on those hunts early in the morning, you're still killing them. You're still getting big groups to come in. You're, you know, they're not coming to land in the decoys, but you get them to swing on a pass, and they're right there, and you're shooting them. And then by the time you're done on them, that sun and the cloud breaks, and then all of a sudden, here they come just landing in your spread. I mean – I mean, if like you're seeing work. them, they're not working. A lot of times, I don't know what it is. It's that 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, ah, all right, we can't resist it no more. Yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. That and if you're throwing mojos, move them different distances. Pull them off upwind. You got no wind, put them where you want to shoot them at. Yeah, if they're not working, you try different things. Try different things, always. Don't just sit there. Wait for something to happen. Make something happen. Well, what about crane season? Crane season, man. It's just, <laughs> I, I feel like. Was it like 99% limits yeah, or it, 95? It's the crane season. The cranes just in general in this area. Every year we see more and more and more. It's like less geese, more and crane. Less geese, more crane. And um, our, our crane hunts are, are very successful. They're um, fun. And they're a lot of fun. They're and, fun. And you're hunting them in easy setups. Cranes, they don't start flying really till about 45 minutes to an hour and a half after shooting time. Um, so you're not up, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning setting decoys. You're generally setting two to three dozen, maybe some panel blinds or however you're going to hunt out of. And uh, they're, they're, they're easy and fun hunts. Getting a big bird like that to come in and, and decoys. I really enjoy that. If you're hidden, that they're, they're a dumb bird. Yeah. I mean, it's... If you're hidden. If you're hidden. If you're They've hidden. got eyes better than a freaking yeah. bald eagle. And cranes, you ha- got to got to be where they want to be. You're not going to pull them, no. generally. You and you don't have pretty much all there is to cranes. Be high to be where they want to be. And yeah. be where they want to be in the deception decoys. They're, they're a game changer. Don't give all our secrets. <laughs> what about the dog whistle? Oh, well, I wasn't even going to mention the dog whistle. Gosh darn. Yeah, let's put you all that out. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want to. Is there an edit button on here? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, the, and the other thing on the trains is is that it, you know, it seemed to be like you didn't have to go in on a megahertz depending on, you know, how those guys were scouting and how those birds were coming to you. Even if it was just 100 birds, they were coming in 
smaller groups, you could get it done. Yeah, yeah. that's the good thing about cranes. You, know, they, you they get them to come don't and land. Come we can't even talk about this anymore. We're already booked for next year, yeah. I think. Like, <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> I mean, we're going to give a lot of tips, but our crane tips, I can't do that, right? Don't mention the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, cranes, it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Real good eating. And you birds. get to hunt them in crazy places. And oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we filmed a show under a freaking oak tree like yeah. two minutes from the lodge. Yeah, I worked my crocs on a lot of the hunts that I ran yeah. for cranes, you know. I don't know. The best thing about a crane is, you know, they look big when you see them flying. You see them out in a pasture. But when you have them landing 15 yards in front of you and you pull that layout blind or you jump up out of the panel to shoot them i mean this they're huge it's they're huge they're massive huge and you throw that neck over your shoulder and they're dragging down by your feet it's It's like a dinosaur it is yeah pterodactyl pterodactyl that's it closest you're gonna get to it the hardest part is to get clients realize they got to shoot them in the head because body shooting them isn't going to accomplish anything yeah no you got to hit them right there's no slot shooting train nope so and then our goose hunting, I mean, we could talk like three hours about Texas goose hunting, like if they're coming or not coming or whatnot. But what we're really learning, I think, and everybody will agree, is if you have the rice, if you have the habitat, if you have the food, you'll have geese. And yeah. last year we had very little rice. And it there, just. There's definitely not as many no. here as what used to be here. Can't argue that. No. But. When you do have somewhere they want to be, you're going to have every you're goose in the them. county is going to yeah. be there. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to yeah. want to be there. But, I mean, we had no rice last year. Yeah. I mean, there's no – Yeah. It, or, the geese want the rice November, early December. You know, when they switch well, they to other the things. Well, they want the rice, not the seed Yeah, the seed tech is killing us. You know, it, you know, it was and, – And we had another bad hatch two years in a row. And the spec well, numbers were low. That is – it wasn't as bad, but yeah, the lack of the lack of speckle bellies in our area, and then you know they congregate. You know all the geese that come to our area or region congregated on the conventional rice, and you know we didn't have it. You know our farmers weren't weren't farming that this year, and but then it, the light you know the light switch kind of flipped though for us. Ecall season, you know we didn't get some major droves of geese, but the geese that were down or are down kind of, you know, switched over to the food sources that we did have, and I mean... It's like once they I mean, let's that, be they honest. spread out a little bit more. They weren't all just flying around the yeah. herd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're hard to kill that well, giant herd. Then, but it's, it's been, no. what, four or five seasons in a row, our e-call season has just gotten better. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. we used to have huge numbers of geese. We would shut, like, we were done by e-call. Yeah. Like, our geese were gone. There was a few thousand around. Maybe I just didn't care about it and was done, but it's just different. Like, we got we get big pushes in big February. Pushes I don't February. know if birds are going past us to Mexico or, or whatnot, but uh, e-call has been, man, this year, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, just think, it was a huge surprise for us this year. We didn't, you know, our regular season goose hunts weren't. No, much we're canceling them. About. We had, yeah, yeah, we were switching them to crane hunts or duck hunts or just, you know, straight canceling. And then we get to e-call season and, you know, we had a handful of books and all of a sudden we're looking back going, man, we ran like 15 e-call hunts and our worst hunts, like upper teens. And we ran we uh, like a, 30, like a 30 bird average. No, more than 30. Yeah. 13 e-call hunts and like a 48 bird average or somewhere in there on the guided Yeah, hunts. it it's it was tremendous. Yeah, it's yeah. been. It was some of the best snow great. goose hunting I've ever seen, and and I mean, yeah. part of it was Landon and Patrick, yeah. two of our younger guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they the ball they went against everything court, we they, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got out of the spread. We those hid two well. Really opened my. I mean, they, dude, they, some of those uh, hunts I've never seen. Like we're shooting adult snow geese was, landing yeah. in the decoys. Every morning. Well, and we went to all full bodies. Yeah. You know, we started running all full bodies versus any thoughts. I mean, we, they, they basically, we basically handed the, you know, the reins to them and said, here, see, let's see what y'all can do. And I mean, they, they basically wowed us. I mean, they, Dude, it was they awesome. They did it. They got it done. Yeah, they got it done for know? sure. Landon and Patrick, and, they, uh, 
and they weren't even going in on monster feeds. No. If you take out going the in opening on, day, they're going in on feeds birds. that you know generally were like, man, I, that's not enough geese to hunt. And Our biggest no, feed was one of the most frustrating hunts was when we laid in the full bodies, and it's just like the geese they know now. It's ridiculous. We shot 30 that morning. The next morning, we went on a quarter of the birds and shot 87 by just getting out of the decoys. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I had and a the blast. Biggest feed we actually, and the biggest feed that we probably went in on this year was opening day, and I think we shot 31 or 32. But, I mean, if you really probably asked Patrick and Landon, legitimately the size that they were going in on was probably three to five thousand and they had some probably really good shoots on 1500 to 2000 bird feed well it's like all the no. juvies and roskies showed up and i don't yeah don't see them in regular season so yeah. i don't know where they're coming from but but i the past couple of years we've been kind of seeing that late later in yeah. february you know like you said it's the past few years decal has gotten better and better and regular seasons kind of declined in our area but and it could He's switch. Like, well, you know, it could always it switch. Could, it could always switch. And if we have geese, if we have we're going to kill them, period. Yeah. If we don't have geese, we're yeah. not going to book you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going out there to shoot yeah. zero. If, if you're coming on a, a goose hunt with us, we, we truly think we got a good you know chance at killing them. Yeah. Um, well, and, too, we'll, we'll have an idea, too. I mean, obviously depends on the migration and some weather and this side or the other, but we'll kind of have an idea of what our farmers end up putting in the ground. You know, yeah. we'll know by late, mm-hmm. you know, late spring, early oh, it's, summer. I mean, like, if hey, you have the habitat and food, you got the geese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if not, then that's whenever we, like this year, we knew we weren't going to have that, let's say, early to regular season goose habitat. So, you know, we kind of rolled the dice and spent some money to make that late season and e-call season habitat. And yeah. it paid off for us, you know. But there's nothing we can do to make that November and early December habitat. There's just, we can't, you know. It's just, we kind of, we're, got to just play the hand with bells on that deal and just roll with the punches. We could talk about geese for three hours. We're getting a little long. So let's just recap waterfowl season. It was overall what? Great. Overall, I mean, I had a great time. It was, I, mean, I had a great time this yeah. season. I awesome, think it was fun successful. I mean, they were fun. Yeah, they were fun. They were fun. Had a lot of fun. I was waking up. I mean, every morning, you know, waking up to go hunting. We're all. I think we're all, everybody here is always looking forward to wake up and go hunting. But you know, this year especially, it's it was it's good like, enough hey, that if I wasn't booked, I was trying to find somebody to go hunting. Right, it was right. Fun. I was trying to. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, and well, Caleb, if I remember correctly, you were like mid to late way of the season. I was like, "Hey, how's this comparing?" He's like, "Man, this is this season's awesome. I'm getting to actually we're between me and Fletcher and our scouting, we're getting to manage stuff. Like, hey, let those 150 rest. Let's go shoot these, or hey, let's let these build, and we're going to catch them in two more days with this weather or that." We, we're you know, definitely able to do a lot more with them this year, e- even like. We made a little plan on our rotation of how to how we're going to run all of our ponds and do everything more managed this year. And we were definitely able to do it. I think it, it seemed like it helped, but we also had a good year. I mean, if you had a bad year, ain't much you can do, but we had the ducks to manage, and I think we did it good this year. I think we did real good. You know, there was a lot of times where we had huge influx of ducks and say, hey, anybody go anywhere, you're going to go kill them. And then there was times where you had a manageable number of ducks, and we could actually sit there on a system and, you know, maybe even off of 150 to 200 ducks, we're going in there and killing 36, 24, you know. Um, I, think I mean, it a, wasn't all limits. but It, was, it wasn't it all was limits all, by no it was means. All good we hunts. were able to, to really manage it and, and pretty much come out with, you know, productive hunts. Um, you're never going to be 100% across the board, but I think, we did our our best, and we came out with a real good season. There was a few tried to pull a rabbit out of a hat, and it didn't work. But yeah, that's always it's always. So what's going on fishing? Oh. Give me a fishing report. Fishing. Well, what, these fronts I'm, will stop coming they, in. Yeah, we'll be cussing <laughs> the every, fronts. Every time May. it starts warming up, it starts getting hot, and then we get another front come in. I mean, Are they out there? I mean, I, I haven't even had time. I've been training dogs. We're oh, yeah. we're loaded with dogs out there. 
There, you there, you there. hit it on that right day between the fronts, right before one, it's awesome, and then it gets cold, and the water temperature drops another 10 degrees, and it takes a couple of days to warm back up. But Where are they at? How many feet of water, scattered mud and shale, sand? What's going on out there? When I've been drifting, catching my trout, I've been catching them in about, you know, four foot of water. Um, Seems like every time it cools down, you got to go back out. It, it, you got to go back deep. out deep. Yeah. So it starts warming up. They start coming back up towards the banks. You catch them good wading, get them up in the drains. I mean, it's just. But it's about to it's come. Just, it's about to come. It's unglued. just that time of year right now. You're still trying to keep up with them. They move deal every time with, the yeah. weather changes. Deal with this every year. Yeah. As soon as it straightens out a little bit, it's going to be on fire. I love March fishing. March, March fishing, fishing and April fishing. Yeah. Awesome. Big catch, trout out of the boat. We catch hey, the most big hey. trout out of the boat in March and April. Oh, I love it. What's the uh, what's the over under on the shot over twenty five going to be released this year? No, oh, we'll break a thousand. <laughs> only if, only if I come back in the game. No, <laughs> you're the only person that'll hurt our average. Oh, oh my my last year, like seven hundred, eight hundred. Hey, it only right. counts if the client releases it. Oh, oh man. I mean, my you know, dropped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> See, I help my clients catch them. Dude, we, it's always the guy. It always Caleb, seems like. They, they're just showing them that they're there. They're giving them confidence that they're, those giants are there. So you know, well, a good guy knows they're there and put this client on them. <laughs> well, if you've done this as long as Nick, I have, literally you know there's times the they can't. <laughs> hey, you're literally talking to the two guys that probably had on both their boats over a hundred trout over twenty five released by a client. No, I'm not taking away from them. I'm just going to challenge them. Because <laughs> no. it could have been what you had theirs, and it was probably close to two hundred. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of big fish clients caught in spring. A lot. Like, I mean, it's, you it's had a just, lot. Didn't of you big, have two thirty uh, this spring? I had two thirties in the same day and. One evening in March. And then what, one twenty-eight? At a, 30, a, 20, at a yeah. 31 and a quarter and a 30 and a half. Well, I want to do a part. challenge next, like this year. And it only counts if you have video footage of releasing it. Because we need to let these big fish go. We do 90% of the time. Yeah. I know, yeah. but it doesn't count unless we release it. I want a video, and then at the end of the year, I want to put all the videos together. I think it would be cool. Yeah, let's do it. And the best man wins. Let's do it. All right. Some type of a bonus structure together for whoever wins that one. All right. You can pay them in whiskey. Let's get on it. I'll, I'll have to bring some on that one. Hey, <laughs> the thousand's doable. I mean, barring a natural disaster, and I think we're pretty much about out of the freeze zone. <laughs> I mean, the fishing's After just gotten night. better and better. <laughs> hey, if Landon and Patrick you know, impress us like they did in goose season. We'll hit the thousand. I think, I mean, it's possible. It's going to, it's going to be tight. Last year, 700. I mean, I was helping them in goose season though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Daniel, tell us what's new at running gun. What's the newest and latest? What do we got? Newest, latest, and greatest. We're going to be uh, unveiling, which we already kind of have for you know a handful of clients. But we're going to be basically unveiling the executive rod and gun club. Uh, it's going to be big corporate packages that guys want to you know purchase to get on with us. They can use it for whatever it is they want to do with us, whether it be hunting, fishing, obviously lodging, heat, golf. Uh, Anything that we offer, night vision, hall, hunt, thermal, uh, anything that we offer, uh, you know, they're they're basically going to be a part of, uh, and they can use use that money towards it. Um, you know, we sent it out to a handful of, of companies already, and guys, and they've all you know jumped on it. Uh, we're looking forward to to really. So what's different? Like there. we've got a duck club right now, but what's the difference? Well, the the duck club is still all on its own the duck club is just duck hunting uh that's my guy they have their pond their properties that's nick deal which all if i dishes. can interrupt I, I, think, I think that that line though our duck club which i think is real neat because i've been growing up me and my dad were on a couple duck clubs and the difference of our duck club 
is, you know, we're also a huge guide service too, but all our properties are 100% separate. If you're on the club, you hunt well, the club. We don't touch the guide separate. properties. They don't touch the guide properties. It's separate. It's low managed. And I think that, that yeah, is, well, makes it a lot. Yeah, well, the thing is, the guys on our duck club are guys that want to hunt a lot. Right. Yeah, they've got their, they own, got their own gear. They yeah, yeah, they're decked out. They hunt. have their own gear. They want to do it themselves. It's, it's, it's not guided. Guided. It's self-guided. It's, it's self-guided. Own yeah. ranger. Where you got your own knowledge, decoys, dog, all that. You want to do it yourself. Yeah, this the rod and gun club that we're doing. It's still all fully guided. You know, it, you're going to be with our guides, whether you're waterfowl hunting thermal hawk hunting, bait fishing, whatever it is. It's whatever you want to do. Case to, whatever you want to do. You just basically call into the office, stuff that you want these days. You get, and the other perk to it is, is you get basically first right on some of the prime dates, you know, the openers, the closers, the reopeners, uh, you know, dates that are historically the better you know, dates. Better for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, your you openers know, we're, we're, and your, cl- yeah. Yeah, you get the first shot at, at trying to lock those down. Some guys can't pull it off. Some guys can't. But is, uh, is there like a minimum on that you know, deal? It's a minimum twenty grand is uh, where the package starts. Goes all the way up to fifty. Uh, we've got a couple groups already in on the fifty. We're only doing so many of them, uh, and basically it helps these you know companies or the guys that sell guys like, hey, we just want to get you know a one time sign off then they get it done and then their sales team just, you know, gets to come down and bring clients, entertain customers, do team building events, whatever it is they want to do or, or use us for, uh, you know, they can use that money towards it. And basically the more money you spend up front, the more credit you get with us. You know, do I think, they get uh, to like get Caleb and Fletcher's guides or who, who do they get? If they're available, they can request them. Nice. They got first right at, at locking them down. And that's, you know, part of the whether it's Caleb Fletcher or really any of our guys that they request that they've hunted or fished with in the past because they don't think there's a you know don't fall off no like not Caleb at all Fletcher. I'm just no, saying I just want to know good. that yeah if it's pretty much I mean it, if they they put their you know some club whatever the package is and, and they say hey we want to fish with them on this date you know, they're open yep come on with it you yeah, know, everybody. Everybody that fishes or hunts with a guide, you end up. You know, if you, you build up, that, you, you build a relationship, or and you want to just like, hey, I'm not doubting everybody else here is good, but I I fished and hunted with him. You know, we shot a few, or we shot like you know crap out of them. I, I always want to just fish with them and hunt with them again, and that's fine. There's tons of people like that. So you request us, you'll, you'll get us. You know, if it doesn't work out on that date, pick another one. Cool. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's just one of those deals we're trying to, to put out there. We've had a you know really a, a good feedback so far, so we're looking to to kind of push it. It's not going to be a sell as many as we can kind of deal. It's going to be an exclusive deal, um, and, and kind of see where it goes. It's kind of the next step or the future where we're kind of going, and just see see what happens. Uh, you know. So, like I said, we've had great feedback from the, the group we've sent it to so far, and uh, you know, keep trying to always uh, bring in the newest and latest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just keep going. I mean, heck, Caleb Plus just picked up new two two new sleds. <laughs> yeah, the new boats, and they're uh, just about broke in. <laughs> just about broke in, not quite. <laughs> Yeah, they're still real new, but they're uh, awesome, awesome boats. Yeah, Scott picked his up. With this, we're the end of February. He picked his up in about three or four weeks. So, I mean, it's always <clears throat> trying to ensure that, you know, everything that we can control, you know, we're controlling to the max. We're changing some things around the lodge as well. Uh, you know, some things that we're offering and things that we're doing. So, clients that have been with us before that are, Coming back this year, you know, you're going to see a few changes. Hopefully, you enjoy them and, and like them. But we're always, you know, from year to year, season to season, month to month, always trying to improve, whether it be in a not always a big way, but even in a small way, just always trying to take that next little step to, you know, show that we're trying to 
continue to to grow, get better, and you know, sometimes those are big changes and sometimes they're small ones. But you know, every every change, if it if it works out, it's always you know a good one. Perfect. Well, this has been fun. When's our next one? <laughs> I think we I think we're gonna at least try to do one of these a month, if not if not more. Yeah. Uh, I think we should too, especially we're about to get in the swing of fishing. You know, we give some real good reports and just stuff on what's going on down here, what updates. we're up to. Guide, updates. Guide tips. Guide tips. Yeah, um, not too many of those. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're catching them. Nah, I'll give out the tips. You, uh, you're you not going to catch them as good as I am, though, but I'll give out the tips. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb hit the laugh button. No, man, I think now that we're we're getting into the swing of March and ha 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 everybody's laughing here. Gonna be a good time. Uh, no, I think we'll 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 keep trying to, you know, do these. At least once a month we can get more out, we will. We've got fishing coming up. You know, we're already starting waterfowl prep for next year. We probably won't do a a waterfowl prep one for a couple months till we get really into the swing of it, but I mean, heck, maybe even a little background on Nick, how he got in yeah. the game. I'd like to got hear started. that. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a there's a lot of different things we could do. So I think it's just I have a feeling this is just the beginning. Yep. Well, let's conclude, let our listeners get to work or whatever they need to do, and we'll see y'all next time. Enjoyed it. Yeah, y'all get back to scouting. Get back to what? The scouting. Scouting oh, yeah. for what? Well, Caleb and Fletcher on We're fish. We're on the fish. Oh. Yeah, I ain't going out there right now. It's about 40-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out there and gun it tomorrow. Hope we can delete this part of the combo. I got a good one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's how my boat's gonna sound <laughs> after making a few drifts. <laughs> crickets, crickets. All right, we'll see y'all next time. All right, guys. All right.